RTHK News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines, Paul Chan says the chief executive will announce what he calls bold measures to give Hong Kong's economy a boost in his first policy address. The Hang Seng Index jumps almost 6% on hopes the recent raft of central bank interest rate rises may be about to end and Virgin Atlantic announces the closure of its office here and the suspension of all flights between Heathrow and Hong Kong. Financial Secretary Paul Chan has warned that Hong Kong's economy doesn't look very good in the short term and will probably record negative growth for this year. He says this is mainly because of external factors such as interest rate hikes and geopolitical challenges. But Mr Chan says he's confident the SAR will fare well in the medium to long term, thanks to China's continuing development. He also says the chief executive, John Lee, is poised to announce what he called bold measures in his first policy address in two weeks' time to give the economy a lift. We will take a more proactive attitude to adopt bold measures to stimulate our economic development and provide new economic impetus. In about two weeks, the chief executive will be announcing his first policy address. Uh, in terms of attracting investments, in terms of attracting business talents, uh, market facilitations, there are both measures. Hong Kong stocks have closed 5.9% higher on hopes the recent wave of central bank interest rate hikes may be coming to an end. The Hang Seng Index ended the day up 1,008 points at 18,087. Most regional stocks posted healthy gains too. But Ken Wong from East Spring Investments pointed out that investors are still cautious about the Hong Kong market. There is a bit of catch-up right now with the Hong Kong market. We did have a holiday yesterday. And the fact that overall we saw strong gains in the U.S. as well as the European markets from overnight. I think what's also some key points that we saw today is that you know there was definitely some short covering, knowing the fact that a lot of some of the larger institutional investors or some of the hedge funds might have shorted the market quite a bit recently. The other thing that we're seeing today as well is that there was a slight rise in overall turnover in the Hong Kong stock market. But overall, still, when you look at the numbers on an average daily basis over the past one year, the numbers that we're still seeing today is still not the average level yet. Virgin Atlantic won't be flying to Hong Kong anymore. The British carrier, founded by billionaire Richard Branson, announced it's suspending services between Hong Kong and London and closing its office in the SAR. Joanne Wong reports. Virgin Atlantic has been operating in Hong Kong for three decades, but its business has been affected by COVID-19 and the war in Ukraine. Besides suspending its services between the SAR and London and closing its Hong Kong office, the airline also says it won't be resuming flights to Hong Kong in March next year as planned. Virgin cited significant operational complexities due to the ongoing Russian airspace closure. The airline had halted flights to Hong Kong since December last year because of COVID-19 and then extended the suspension due to the conflict in Ukraine. Virgin apologized to its customers and says those affected can change their flights without fees or request a refund. And reports say more than 40 jobs at the airline will be impacted as a result. The Cathay Pacific Airways Flight Attendance Union has called on authorities to drop the rule for air crews to wait for their test results at the airport. 
From Tuesday, local air crews no longer have to remain in closed-loop bubbles while overseas, but returning crew members must wait for a negative test result before leaving the airport, and they're subject to more PCR tests daily. On an RTHK programme, the union's vice chairwoman, Grace Hughes, said she hopes the government will scrap the test and hold arrangement for air crews and cut the number of COVID tests. It's tough for returning crew members, especially those who finished a long-haul flight, to wait two to three hours before going home to rest. The daily tests are inconvenient. We understand the need for such tests as a safeguard, but maybe the number of tests can be reduced by one to two soon so that everyone can live a normal life. To the weather forecast, becoming cloudy with a few showers. Sunny intervals tomorrow with temperatures in the region of 26 to 30 degrees and moderate to fresh easterly winds occasionally strong offshore. The outlook of few showers and sunny intervals in the next few days. Becoming fine early next week, but the weather will be cooler in the mornings and again at night time. Currently the observatory, 28 degrees Celsius, humidity at 76%. You're listening to RTHK. The time is now exactly five minutes past 11. Oxfam says the income gap in Hong Kong has widened during the pandemic, with the richest households making 47 times more than the poorest in the city. That compares to 34 times in 2019. The NGO said more than a quarter of low-income people were unemployed in the first quarter this year, and those who worked in sectors like retail and catering were the hardest hit. Its Director-General, Kalina Tsung, urged the government to raise the minimum wage to $45 an hour and to extend the temporary jobless subsidy to the end of the year. Because of the pandemic, many low-skilled jobs are not viable right now. And so many poor people lost their job, and so their income continued to decrease sharply under this situation. So that's why we hope that the government could have some measures for this post-pandemic period to help those poor people, especially the workers, to stand on their own feet again. A government pandemic adviser has added his voice to the chorus of medical experts questioning Hong Kong's anti-COVID measures, such as compulsory testing orders and the use of the Leave Home Safe app. Professor David Hoy also said the lifting of all restrictions on arrival should be considered. As Ada Al reports, the Chinese University Respiratory Medicine and Infectious Diseases expert said the government should consider scrapping the three-day Amber Health Code for incoming travelers if there's no rebound in COVID infections in the coming days. The government should consider implementing the zero plus zero arrangement as soon as possible, preferably before November. There will be many large-scale conferences in November. Professor Ho said Hong Kong must quickly catch up with the many places that. Have have already opened up to the outside world, or people's livelihoods will be affected. The number of confirmed cases in Hong Kong in recent days is slowly falling. The number of deaths is small. The number of patients receiving intensive treatment is also very small. And the vaccination rate is getting higher and higher. There absolutely are conditions for the government to relax social distancing measures. Professor Ho said while the Leave Home Safe app was effective in tracking COVID infections in the early stages of the pandemic, it should now be dropped since it's no longer used for this purpose. He also questioned the effectiveness of compulsory testing notices for residential buildings, saying COVID will inevitably be found in sewage samples from places where infected people are undergoing home quarantine. 
The world's top-ranked snooker player, Ronnie O'Sullivan, who's in town for the Hong Kong Masters Tournament, which begins tomorrow, says he doesn't mind the COVID-19 measures he and others taking part have to abide by. Players have to observe the zero plus three policy and are given an amber health code, barring them from dining out. O'Sullivan says the restrictions can in fact help players better prepare for the event. It doesn't really bother me, you know, because I knew we could go practice to the room and that's that's fine for me, you know. It's, sometimes it's easier because you don't have to bother with people, the crowd, you know, you just it's just a quieter life. So for me, sometimes I like the restrictions, you know. <laughs> now it's opened up a bit, you kind of have to sort of, you know, mingle with people and this and that, and sometimes that can be a distraction. Um, and really, when you play sport, you just want to be left alone, quiet, relaxed, play your game. Organisers of the Hong Kong Masters say the Zero Plus Three arrangement has provided more flexibility and freedom. The chairman of the Hong Kong Billiard Sports Control Council, Vincent Law, also says they're expecting a record-breaking turnout. This tournament will be a very special event for all of us involved because it will be the first international snooker event in Asia since the pandemic hit the world in 2020. It will also be the first international sports event in Hong Kong since the pandemic. We are looking to set a new record in snooker history because on the final day we have already sold over 90% of the tickets. So we are expecting to see eight to 9,000 people in the stadium, in the Hong Kong Coliseum, which will be the largest crowd for a snooker tournament. Health officials have reported 3,642 new COVID infections, including 324 imported cases. Ten more patients with COVID have died. Turning overseas, Ukrainian officials say a town southwest of Kiev has been targeted in a Russian attack using what they say were explosive or kamikaze drones. There's also been further Russian shelling of towns near the river Dnieper and in the east of the country. Meanwhile, in the east, the Ukrainian governor of the Lugansk region says his country's troops have liberated several settlements there. Russia has held the region more or less in its entirety since July. Indonesia's President Joko Widodo has demanded an audit of all the country's football grounds to ensure they're safe. He was speaking after visiting the stadium in the city of Malang, where more than 130 people were killed last Saturday. After this incident, we have to fix everything. The management of the match, the field, the stadium, everything should be audited. We don't want this type of incident to reoccur in our country. There's been growing anger at the actions of the police in the run-up to the tragedy. The Taliban in Afghanistan say there's been an explosion near the Interior Ministry compound in the capital, Kabul. Reports say the blast took place inside a mosque where members of the Taliban and ministry officials were praying. More from the BBC's Anbarasan Ethiarjan. A spokesman for the Taliban said they had launched an investigation but did not provide further details about the blast. But the medical aid agency, Emergency, said its surgical unit had received several injured people. The Interior Ministry compound in the Afghan capital is a secure area. The latest attack came despite promises by the Taliban to improve security. Last week, a suicide attack on a private education center in Kabul killed more than 50 people, mostly girl students. It took place in an area dominated by the Shia Hazara community. More videos have been posted online of Iranian high school girls joining anti-government protests. One video shows men who appear to be security agents pushing, shoving and jostling a group of female students chanting in support of the demonstrations. 
The British Prime Minister Liz Truss has told the annual conference of her governing Conservative Party she's determined to put Britain on a stronger footing despite tough challenges. Ms Truss, who's been in office for just a month, has faced a tumultuous start to her leadership after a controversial mini-budget sparked turbulence on the financial markets. Here's the BBC's Sean Curran. Liz Truss promised to make what she called the difficult but necessary choices to deliver economic growth, but warned her party that changes brought disruption. Together, we can unleash the full potential of our great country. That is how we will build a new Britain for a new era. This has been a difficult conference for the Prime Minister, with senior Tories arguing over policy. Her message today was that her party must stay the course. The World Trade Organization has revised down the global trade forecast for next year, mainly blaming the Russia-Ukraine war. The WTO's Director General Ngozi Okonjo-Iweala said monetary tightening was weighing on growth across the world. Speaking to the BBC, she said the threat of recession was looming. The forecast is indeed green, much lower than we had expected, and we're expecting a global slowdown. People are talking possibly of recession, if not a global one, maybe in certain countries. We're edging towards it. The billionaire tech entrepreneur Elon Musk is to go ahead with buying Twitter. It comes a few months after he said he was pulling out of a deal to acquire the firm. In a letter to the social media company, Mr Musk's lawyers said he would pay the price he'd originally offered in April. When he tried to back out of the takeover, Twitter sued and the dispute was due to go to court later this month. Dan Ives is the managing director of Wedbush Securities, an investment company based in Los Angeles. I think for Musk, with the Delaware court battle looming, he recognized the writing was in the wall. He was going to end up having to own Twitter one way or another. Saves him a black eye in a long and ugly court battle. And in this soap opera and really Twilight Zone, it ends the way it started with Musk owning Twitter likely by next week. To sports now and in Major League Baseball, Aaron Judge is the new American League home run king. The New York Yankees slugger slammed home run number 62 against the Texas Rangers yesterday, surpassing Roger Maris's long-standing American League record of 61. That had stood since 1961. Oh, it's, uh, it's, it's a big relief. You know, I think everybody can finally sit down in their seats and watch the ball game. You know, it's, um, it's been, a, been a fun ride so far. You know, getting a chance to do this, you know, with the team we got, the guys surrounding me, you know, the constant support, you know, from my family who's been with me there, you know, through this whole thing is, um, it's, it's been a, it's been a great honor. In the event the Yankees lost the game, three-two. And a reminder of our top stories tonight, Paul Chan says the chief executive will announce what he calls bold measures to give Hong Kong's economy a boost in his first policy address. The Hang Seng Index jumps almost 6% on hopes the recent raft of central bank interest rate rises may be about to end. And Virgin Atlantic announces the closure of its office here and the suspension of all flights between Heathrow and Hong Kong. The news from RTHK. Radio Free Heavenly shades of night are falling It's twilight time Out of the mist your voice is calling It's twilight time When purple colored curtains mark 
the end of day I'll hear you, my dear, at twilight time And if you've had a bit of a tough day back at work or you just feel like you want to take a break for 45 minutes this is the place to come to We've got some great tunes from a bygone age between now and midnight. And if you'd like to choose one, send an email to Radio Pete at Gmail. The first one for you tonight is a song from the Platters. Man 